And we are back here on this show, and it's time to move on to the sport of boxing. Okay, and we are going to talk about the fight last night. And Shakur Stevenson, we all know, defeated Edwin De Los Santos via decision. And the question that we have presented at the bottom is: Should Top Rank resign Shakur Stevenson after his contract expires? And um, I would love to do the honors to kick us off here because um, it was a very you know, interesting night watching this fight. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was bored to death. You know, that's the time I can't get back, you know, with all due respect. But, um, you know, look, to answer the question outright, I think they should. But if they lose Shakur Stevenson, it's not the end of the world. It's not. With all due respect, it's not. Like, when you look at top rank, they have a lot of good prospects. You know, uh, they got Inouye. You know, they got Jared Anderson. They got Keyshawn Davis. They got a lot of nice prospects that I like to watch, you know, uh, on, you know, ESPN when they come on. So I think they're going to be fine. They still got Loma. They still got a lot of, you know, guys, Cambosos. The list goes on. They don't need Shakur Stevenson. Should they want Shakur Stevenson? Should they want to resign him? Of course, you should. Let's not use last night to take away anything on a on a negative scale about his skill we know what Shakur Stevenson is we know he's a skillful boxer nobody defines the hit and not get hit you know cat and mouse game like Shakur Stevenson and clearly that was evident against De Los Santos last night with his elusiveness right and his jab and ability to neutralize De Los Santos offense which he did for 12 rounds he made it a born fight said you can't hit me and that's how he fought throughout the balance of, of the, the entire fight. And I knew he wasn't going to go in the trenches with De Los Santos because De Los Santos has power, and he didn't want to taste that power. I respect the sweet signs of the sport. We all know these things matter. These things have, you know, when you're able to not get hit like Floyd Mayweather, you have a long, sustainable career. You're able to have your senses. You're able to um, be good after boxing. You're able to be upright. Compared to guys like Muhammad Ali, you know, guys that took a lot of punishment throughout the balance of their careers, and they regret it long term. So I understand that Shakur Stevenson's main objective was to fight his fight, get the win, and go home. However, when you're not getting and landing big fights, you needed to make a statement last night, and you should have took more risk and made this fight fun for the viewer. What the hell was Tank going to say? When he sees that the crowd is booing your behind, okay, first of all, the crowd was half empty on top of that. You didn't even pack half of the seats in there. And then on top of that, you boring everybody to death. Listen, I got to be real. Understand skills pay the bills, but I tell y'all before, KOs pay the pay-per-views, okay? So don't be coming at people if they ain't supporting you when you're not giving them what they want. We have a lot of social media influences in the sport of boxing right now, okay? We do. And they're taking over the sport. It's infested with influences. Okay? People want to be entertained. And last night, you did not entertain nobody. And that's not going to help you at the negotiating table. So you need to check back with Devin Haney and see if that 25% is still on the goddamn table. Okay? Before you come out here and call people ducks. Because ain't nobody going to fight you. Why the hell would Tank want to fight you? Okay? We know Tank likes to land that power shot and knock you out. Why the hell you think he gonna want to fight you when this cat De Los Santos was chasing you all night like Tom and Jerry and your behind is running and you think Tank is gonna want to fight you when he got other options when he's the mill ticket? 
It's not going to happen. So I thought that he dropped the ball and making a big statement. Bob Aram, he was right there in attendance, front row. Okay. Floyd Mayweather, front row. He was obviously doing his recruiting. Okay. We know that Shakur wants that Lomachenko fight next. And that might be his ultimatum to sign, to resign with top rank. Give me Loma. Otherwise, I'm out. If I'm Bob Irm and I can't secure that Loma fight because he's going to fight Kambosos or whatever, the timelines don't match, fine. Go ahead. Go. Yeah, I understand your skills, what you bring. But I got a lot of prospects over here, and you ain't selling nothing. Okay? Boxing these days is to sell. Okay? Can you put butts in seats? And I'm not going to lie. The only butt you put in the seat is an 80-year-old grandmother. That's it. So that's my take for round one. Uh, I don't think top rank should resign uh, Shakur Stevenson not because, because, um, not because that um he doesn't sell fights or he's not he's not a guy who's gonna sell out arenas or he's not talented enough. It's just that it's not it's not a good matchup for him. Um, top rank has the last year and change. Mostly every promoter, damn near every the last year and change. People have been, fighters have been complaining, complaining about pay, complaining about um. Percentages complaining about a bevy of things, and it clear it's clear that top rank favors certain fighters over others. And right now, Shakur Stevens is not in favor of any of those benefits at the moment. And I think that's when a change of scenery um is deserved, where he could go to a promoter and he could be the primary uh face of that promotion. Um, Shakur Stevens is so damn talented. Any promotion be willing to throw money at him and make him uh, a face of main cards of many pay per views. And I think. Top rank has shown us time and time again that they don't care about that. They're like, then they feel, I feel like they're like Pat Riley of the boxing game, where they don't care about none of that because they have, they know they have, they hold all the tools and the weapons. And they're just like, you know what? You go wherever you want to do. We're going to, we're going to tell you what to do. And if you don't want to do it, you go somewhere else. And I think Shakur Stevenson deserves a little more better treatment. I know that fight last night was not ideal for anybody witnessing it, watching highlights. If you weren't able to catch it on a live, um, it wasn't ideal for anybody. But we've seen Shakur Stevenson's talent. We've seen what he's capable of doing in that ring. Last night was not it, but that's not something I foresee him doing the next couple fights over. Like, it, it, I don't see him doing that, but I think top rank should let him go off and see where else he, he could get uh, uh, top dollar from if he if they believe he could, if he believes he can do it. Because I know he's been being held back from major fights um, so far in his young career, even though I know he's really young and they want to kind of slow build him. He's, he wants that fight now, and I think he has to pull a move that someone his idol did, which is Floyd Mayweather, and bank on himself, go and fight a bevy of guys on his own promotion opposed to uh, waiting for his top-ranked promoter to put him against those top-tier fights. The thing is, I'm not sure if there's anything they can really do at this point in time. Shakur Stevenson, let's call face value here. He has a boring style, and boring styles don't sell. And when you get a fighter of his magnitude and skill sets, you want him to be able to put butts in seats. It's going to be harder for Erm to negotiate for this guy. Like, people are going to side with Shakur Stevenson. I get it. We like his talent. We know he's skillful. We know he's really the boogeyman. We're not going to take that away from him. Mm-hmm. He's the boogeyman of his division, right? As soon as he came, Devin Haney, I'm out. I get it. Okay, I'm moving to 140. But we also got to call a spade a spade here because it's going to be harder for Erm to negotiate for this guy. Like, for example, when you had the Crawford, you know, situation and, and how Crawford went on his own, guys was ducking Crawford. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it made the Spence fight happen. It was easier to make 
with him being a, a free agent because of all the B side or you on this side and sides of the street. They had to worry about that. So that was easier to make. But in this situation with Shakur Stevenson, it's not like he could venture off and do the Mayweather thing because he's not popular, bro. Okay, Mayweather could do his own thing because he's popular and, and he could do his own thing. He could market himself. But when you look at this fight, bro, De Los Santos landed only 40 punches in this fight. Not because he didn't throw, because Shakur Stevenson literally, with his pullback game, was running around the whole ring. He didn't want to get in the trenches and fight. And that's not going to, like I said, it's not going to put butts in seats, bro. So I understand, you know, the real boxing fans, we're going to respect, you know, the, the sweet signs. And, and even guys that do respect the sweet signs, we like to see you take a little bit more risk than what you took last night. And I think when you talk about this fight being on Thursday, that was a smart move by whoever made that to be on a Thursday. Because if this was a Saturday when everybody was home trying to find something to watch and you wasting people's time on a daggone Saturday night, then there's a bigger problem. So I'm actually happy that I ain't had my Saturday night wasted and I had my Thursday night wasted. And that's the problem. When you have a guy like this fighting on Thursday, barely fans in the stands, fans are booing, and you're clamoring for more money against Haney, who had three of the belts, there needs to be an ego check. So this is the problem with Shakur Stevenson right now. This is the two problems. Number one, he's a born fighter. And number two, he has a big ego. Those two things is not going to set him up for success. So if you're Bob Barron, maybe you say, go. Because I don't have to worry about you blaming me for not securing you fights in the future and you tarnishing my image and my legacy and my company because of your inability to put butts in seats. And that's my take. You know, I'm, 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 I appreciate you for uh, going for my take to not resign him. I appreciate that because he, he should. Bob Aaron should do that. You know, and I, but I also believe, like I said, Shakur Stevenson needs a, a, um, a taste of what's out there in terms of promoters. Like what's, what's going to what, what is out there for him? that he believes is not going to get from top rank. Like, I don't know if it was a snuff job. I don't know if it was he purposely put on a terrible showing just so he could get out of top rank or just so he doesn't get re-signed or top rank can have second thoughts or whatever because it looked like he didn't want to be in that ring. You know, he was running around. He's putting on all he defensive power, power, man. Sure. I think once it he got crazy. hit, I think once he got hit with that body shot, there was a body shot that De Los Santos landed. I mean, we could literally... With the 40 punches landed, it's easy mm -hmm. for us to know when he landed. Like, sometimes Correct. when guys are going back and forth, you don't see everything. And sometimes Correct. you think you see something land that didn't land. I mean, everything was so really self-explanatory. And when he landed that body shot early, Shakur Stevenson, I guess, must have felt that. We know he's vulnerable there because he told you when he fought Oscar Valdez, even though we didn't see it as fans, he said that he got hurt, even though we didn't see it. We know he's a little bit vulnerable. So once he felt that power... It looked like he definitely was um, trying to bait. Like, he wanted De Los Santos to jump for the bait. And the problem that I have with De Los Santos is, okay, are you respecting his power back? Because clearly, you was reserved. You didn't want to take risks to go get it. When you're losing rounds, I get it. The first half, I thought it was a good game plan from De Los Santos' team. Don't fall for the bait. He's going to try to bait you into making mistakes and being reckless. Don't fall for it. Okay, cool. You know, first couple rounds, A for effort, even though you're not winning rounds because Shakur is utilizing his jab, fine. But after round six and seven, you have to realize that you're not landing. You can't win if you're not landing. You're not going to get points for not landing. You're going to have to go caution in the win and take a punch to get a punch. And I didn't think he took enough risks in the back end. I'm not saying take those risks in the beginning. You played it well in the beginning, but in the back end, 
that's when the game plan got to go out the window. You can't lose the same way for all 12 rounds, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to realize that a change needs to be done. And if that goes, if that calls for you going Hail Mary mode, then you got to go Hail Mary mode. You can't lose the same way for all 12 rounds. Okay. And Shakur Stevenson was like, I fine. I fight this way for all 12 rounds. Fine. He doesn't care about looking good. He doesn't care about what the fans think. And the fans are the one that's going to make him a rich man. That's mm -hmm. the problem. A lot of people shun the consumer. Yeah. We impact boxing. Okay. Whether it's us talking on the show, whether it's watching and ordering pay-per-views, we impact boxing. There's no product without a consumer. Okay. Mm -hmm. The consumer makes the product go. So when this guy get into the negotiating table and his ego saying, I want more money against Haney, who has three belts, okay, that he frees so he can come back to 135, then you have no leverage. Because Haney, although we can say he's ducking, because I think he is ducking. I don't think he want no smoke with Shakur. But he has leeway. He has excuses now. Mm. He can say, listen, I got three belts. Take that, that 25%, Okay. And guess what? He said 10% now, even though obviously 10% ain't nobody taking 10%. But he better ask if that 25% is still on the table. There's no reason why we had to watch this fight on Thursday, okay? On a Thursday, when he could have been gearing up with these press tours for Undisputed against Haney. There's no reason why. So like I said, in closing, Ego and his born style is why this guy, Shakur Stevenson, is probably not going to have a major fight into his late 30s. And it's unfortunate he's going to blame top rank for not securing Loma, okay? But really, he needs to look in the mirror. He got the win. The win is important. But I think long term, there's other important things that got to get mapped out. And well, uh, one more point. Okay, oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say real quick. I was just going to say, like, my last lap was mainly that boxers need to worry about more about their performance opposed to the win-loss record. And I hope boxing um, officials start to recognize that as well. It's not always about the win-loss record. It has to be about what's happening in that ring performance-wise. If you're not putting on a good fight, a good showing, it doesn't matter what your record says. We're not going to put you on those bigger cards, these bigger names against bigger fighters. So I think boxing should incentivize the boxers who are putting on a show opposed to the boxers who are just out there trying to increase their record. One more point. Yeah, I mean, if he... If top rank doesn't resign him, like I, I think it's very ironic how this fight is on Thursday, mm -hmm. how Bob Aram is sitting front row mm -hmm. with all the booze. Like, let's try to get into the mind of Bob Aram right now, what he's thinking, right? Like, clearly, Shakur, you know, through the media, is giving me an ultimatum secure me, Loma, or I'm out. Then you get to this fight, it's on Thursday, it's booze going on. Shakur has a golden opportunity against a, a known boxer in the boxing community, may not be known to the fans, but in the boxing community for having power. It's your opportunity to make a statement, and you don't. Like, you don't even try to make a statement. Like, well, literally, it it's a, a bad statement. look. It was a clear statement. I'm out of here. I'm ducking. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. And it's funny because it's nothing wrong with his skill set. He's one of the, nobody controls the distance better in the sport of boxing than Shakur Stevenson. Nobody. Okay, and like I said, he's the best hit and not get hit boxer, arguably in boxing. We know his styles. We know he can, you know, um, be destructive with the counter punch. It's funny because he barely used that left hand last night. He did not use that left hand at all. Okay, he might have a Joe Burrow's injury, bro. With all due respect, with the left wrist or something, because he didn't use it. So, my point being, the reason why I said, you know, yeah, they should, you know, sign him, 
yeah, because um he's still a talented guy with room to grow, and maybe he morphs into a more exciting fighter who takes a little bit more risk along with his fundamentals. So yeah, I don't think you say no to Shakur if he wants to come back, but you don't gotta go chase him. Mm-hmm. And if he's giving you ultimatums that you know is unreasonable, then maybe it's best he go. And that's my take. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We've been slinging shows left and right. Slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question. Something you may want to answer. Something you may have. It's, all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.